What's up, Brother Angels? We're about to put on another award-winning podcast. And if you like it, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcast, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And all of our archived episodes are available on wildfireradio.com with past guests such as Gary Michael Capetta, James Ellsworth, Danny Cage, and of course, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And if you're listening to us live tonight, Friday... I am the genius of glory and renown. But I don't know if you heard that ambulance. Uh, I really have to go now, and uh, I'm very sorry, but we'll do it again some other time, okay? Previously on Rock. It was like Billy Joe or... or uh, oh, Freddie Joe, Fre- Freddy Freddy Joe, Joe Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> I know you're talking about, yeah. Reminded me of, did you see Overboard? Yeah. Kurt Russell, Russell not, yeah. the, not the new one. No, the new one sucks. Um, it reminded me, like, that's that's like one of his kids. I got a new gimmick for you. <laughs> You're gonna Did be you ever see Overboard? <laughs> 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 one of my favorite movies. Have you ever seen this movie with Kurt Russell? Let me tell you something. Goldie Hawn is a fox. I wish I knocked her unconscious and made her my wife. No, wait a minute. That's not what I meant. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers and Team Hell No. We we knew that um, that Hulk Hogan was there. They're gonna send out. Hogan. You thought they're gonna bring Hogan out? I that would have been awesome. Dude. Thought that they, because I saw Daniel Bryan come out by himself and he had no partner, and I'm like, I'm waiting for that music to hit. I didn't even think about that. That would have. That's awesome. the first thing that popped into my mind because I knew he was backstage, and I'm like, oh man, they could easily do this. They could easily send Hogan out and have Hogan and Daniel Bryan as tag team champions. Yeah. That's what I thought they were going to go for. When When you won't have a wife and you want a wife. (laughs) (laughs) And you're making closets for a woman's shoes. And she's not nice, but you are nice. You don't like the fact that she is nice. So you knock her out and you throw her in the water and you say you're her husband. Fight for your right. Wrestling fans, welcome to Wrestle Rock with Rick Connor. That beats your ass. Corey Castle. Well, he's got the charisma of a jar of dirt. And Matt Flowers. Anyway, brother, here's Wonderwall. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? It is 7.15. It's time to Wrestle Rock. I'm Rick Connor, and uh, I'm without co-hosts right now. Matt Flowers is on vacation. Corey Castle is on his way. Uh, but... Thankfully, here to save the day once again is Mr. Nick Burke. What's going on, Nick? The Savior is in the house. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming in again, man. Anytime um, I can pick up the slack for those two, and I'll use this term loosely, gentlemen, <laughs> I will be sure to be on time. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, uh, I always appreciate you coming in. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. It's always uh, a blast. But right now, we're actually going straight to our guest who Woo! is on the phone line. And I've been meaning to talk to this guy for a long time. I'm finally glad that we have him on the phone line. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Warlord. Terry, what's going on, man? Doing great, man, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling in, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Nice seeing you guys, too. Nice hearing from you. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it's been a long time. So I've been wanting to, to have you on, uh, Corey Castle brought you to, uh, to our attention. He's on his way. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to be kicking himself for not being here on time, but, uh, thank you for calling in. Um, we have a few questions for you. Uh, I wanted to get started with talking about, uh, your, your start in the career, because we know that, that, uh, animal from Legion of Doom, uh, got you into the business and you started with uh, NWA Jim Crockett and you had this big long feud, the powers of pain and, and uh, you with the warlord, the barbarian, uh, you had a big feud with the road warriors. And uh, I know you were really close with animal. How close were you with Hawk? Uh, I really didn't know Hawk too well in that stuff. I knew about him. <laughs> I knew a lot about Hawk, Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was very, I'm very, very close with animal. I'm still close with animal. You stay. As, uh, still this day yet. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's always good that you have that uh, that long lasting friendship. That's what the great thing about was about there being in was the there ever any animosity from either of them about your size between you and, and Barbarian? Because I know that they like to be the big guys, and you guys were always big as well. So was there ever animosity from the uh, the Road Warriors? No, never, man. Those guys loved it because there's finally guys bigger than them that could put them on their goddamn backs all the time. Okay, okay. So they did something different. For, so it wasn't the same thing all the time. Good, good. So um, another, uh, Nick brought up the animosity thing. Uh, there has been talks. <laughs> I've been hearing little uh, bits and pieces. There was uh, a lot of um, arm wrestling competitions. Is that true? Yeah, there always was. Everybody, we love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just kind of friendly banter back and forth type of stuff? Yeah, well, when I was uh, coming up, not not before I started roughing, I was a very good arm wrestler. I uh, won uh, some state championships in Nebraska. Oh, wow. Iowa, a um, few places. And then uh, I entered one in uh, Minnesota. Well, it just so happened that Jesse the Ventura... Jesse Ventura was actually the referee of it. Oh. And out comes Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't know who Rick Rude was at the time. Right. And Rick, well, if anybody and everybody's heard that, Rick is a very, very good arm wrestler. Oh. And uh, went out there, and Jesse looked, and Jesse goes, oh, this is going to be quick. <laughs> and I actually I put down Rick very fast. Yeah. And Jesse couldn't believe it. He <laughs> couldn't believe it. So, wow, man, I've never seen anybody beat Rick. Oh. Ever. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Did you ever break anybody's arm the way I've seen some videos of how the elbow snaps and stuff? Have you ever done that to somebody? No, never did. No, I, you know, I, I'm out there to have to enjoy it, have a great time and that stuff. I'm not out there to try hurting anybody. Some of these guys well, it, it happens by, by accident. It seems that, that, you know, people are doing it and then, then somehow their bodies or their arm snaps. I just do know if that happened. What a cool storyline well, that fun. would be. He's like, you broke my arm in an arm wrestling match. Now I'm coming for you. <laughs> it turned it into a whole story. I actually know. I actually go, I know a guy down here that was. Uh, he was a uh, United States champion, and for some reason, he just arm wrestled a guy that was a nobody. He ended up breaking his arm like uh, nothing. Wow. wow! See, it happens. So, and, because... I, and that to me, I, that was that. Yeah, but that wasn't cool to me, man. Because he knows how good he was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't do that to somebody, man, that don't know nothing about the sport. Right. Uh, you think he did it on purpose? Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, not cool. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool at all. It's just bullies being bullies. Yeah. Oh man, uh, yep. going back to the uh, the Road Warriors, if we can for a minute. Um, in the NWA, there was a um, uh, uh, that that feud was supposed to come to head like with a uh, I think I believe it was like a scaffold match or something like that, but it got shut down for being too dangerous. Is that true? Yep, yep. Well, not so much so dangerous. Knowing Barbarian me would be the ones falling down thirty feet <laughs> every single night, <laughs> <laughs> and guys. Telling you right now, sooner or later, one of us is going to break our leg, man. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. It sure is going to be hawking animal coming down 30 feet that air. <laughs> ain't going to happen. Can you talk about the, uh, the, the weightlifting, the weightlifting challenge that you guys did? Yeah, that was, uh, that, that's one of the coolest things I ever got to do. I really, I, I love that thing, man. Going out there and, you know, at the time, Greensboro hadn't been sold out in a long time, the uh, Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And we got there, and we're driving on the highway, and there's this line of traffic all the way on the highway. I said, Barb, man, what's this line of traffic here? I mean, this, we're a long ways from the Coliseum. <laughs> so we kind of stuck around it, and I'll be dang, man, we keep going. It's just like about three miles long of traffic, mm-hmm. and it was all going to the Coliseum. Oh, wow. And we got in there, and I'm like, wow, man. And all of a sudden, I'm looking around, I said, Come like out an hour later, check it out. The place was jam packed. Nice. They had to turn people away for that thing. Nice. I mean, it was that 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 whole thing was just it was so awesome. It just it went off perfect. Um, you you couldn't have done you couldn't have done any better than what we did with especially you know having what I think about five hundred or six hundred pounds on the bar at the time. <laughs> and the funny thing is, if you look at it, it didn't come far from hitting Hawk's head. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you look at that ground, it actually cracked when it down, it down. It cracked the concrete in that area. Wow! It cracked it right there in that one area. <sighs> so it was, uh, it was, it was very intense. What we did, <laughs> very intense. Uh, when you got to the um, to the WWF, eventually you and the Barbarian did a split, and uh, it was kind of a, a quiet split because it was just like you went with Slick and Barbarian went with Heenan. Was there any ever uh, talk about? Maybe like doing a uh, a feud between the two of you. That's usually the way it, it goes down in the WWF. They they split up a tag team and have those two guys feud for a while. No, it was no. There was nothing like that. Uh, actually, it was the reason they're doing the split is they wanted to build it so we could go ahead one work with Hogan and the other one would eventually work with Warrior and that stuff. Oh wow! But. You know how WWE is and that stuff. You know, a lot of things are said and things don't happen. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, I always say, man, I always keep this term. It is what it is, and that's just the way it is. Right. That's true. I would have been. Um, it would have been pretty cool. Actually, you did have a match with one match with Hogan, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Barb and I worked with uh, Hogan and Bossman a couple times in tags, which were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, we had some we had some nice stuff with Hogan. Yeah, some nice things. Yeah, I remember a lot of the uh, like the Survivor Series matches and stuff like that. Those were, those were always really good. Yep, yep, dude. That, that, talk about talk about that experience. Like when you're when you're out there and you're working with Hogan, like him ripping the shirt and the whole experience. Like like you, I've heard you say before how like you think that's a magical experience just to be out there and experience it on being on the other side of the ring from him. Guys, when you go out there, man, I mean, when I did the Nassau one, it was the middle of summer. You know, you know Nassau doesn't draw very well in the summertime because everybody goes to the beaches on the Fridays. Right. right. Everybody takes off for the beach. 
I got to the show, I wasn't expecting a whole, whole lot. Man, I couldn't believe it. It was almost completely sold out on a Friday night. I'm working with Hogan. Um, actually, at that time, I just got done with a really bad hamstring. Uh, I partially tore a hamstring. So it had just healed up like that Wednesday. So here I am going back out that Friday. So I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I go in the ring, get in the ring, get out there, do all the blah, 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 blah. And then here comes Hogan. And you just watch him walk down that aisle. And, you know, just bigger and taller than everybody, you know, doing what he does. He steps in the ring. And also he just tur- he puts his finger up to the people. And he tears that shirt off. And I'm on the other side. I, I, I tell you, man, I had goosebumps. <laughs> I had goosebumps. Then over the guys. I mean, it's like, wow. It's just like, this is cool, man. This is really cool. You're with the biggest name in wrestling that there is. Mm-hmm. And this is just awesome. What, did that happen in the same building as the weightlifting thing? No. Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina oh, was weightlifting. Okay. Um, this was in New York, Nassau Coliseum. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I, I'm sorry. Mixed that, <laughs> mixed that up. <laughs> I was like, what a, what a moment. <laughs> what a moment for you and having that memory yeah. with the building. But I I connected dots that weren't. Well, like, I say, like I said, you know, along, along with the road warriors, you know, actually being out there for the first time, Animal and Hawk like that, it's just like, no matter how great all their tag teams were, Barb and me, the Road Warriors are the ultimate tag team of all time. They are the best. No one's ever going to touch them. And in the future, no one will even come close to them yet. They are the ultimate of all time. They changed tag team wrestling. Yeah. Well, well, uh, didn't did Animal didn't Animal break you in to the business? We spoke about that. Animal actually, late. I was training at his uh, gym up in uh, Plymouth, Minnesota. That's where they trained at. And I'd be training there. All of a sudden, he comes walking around. I really didn't know him at the time. Right. And he comes over and he looks at me, man. He said, you're a big sucker, man. He says, you should think about professional wrestling, right? And, you know, and he kept bothering and bothering me. And finally, you know, he sent me up with Eddie Sharkey that trained a lot of guys up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got into it with Eddie. And, of course, you know, Eddie's, Eddie's there part-time because Eddie will be there and he takes off <laughs> and we beat the heck out of each other the whole time, you know? <laughs> and then Eddie comes back later on after he has a couple of things of coffee, you know, when he wakes up a little bit, you know? But, uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was pretty cool and then I just, you know, I, 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 I got going, I liked it a lot and, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. Nice. So all these years later, uh, I kind of wanted to uh, talking about talk about uh, like head injuries and brain injuries and CTE concussions and things like that, and I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on that. A lot of guys have them. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't think about the time, but the number of times you come down and you're taking even like a back bump, your head is snapping backwards, and it's still hitting that mat every single time you're doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Your head's hitting that. And it may not be big ones every time, but little ones add up to a big one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so many guys, especially in, in from my era now, are really suffering from a lot of that stuff. I mean, I know Jimmy the Anvil Nightheart, it's, he doesn't really know where he even is anymore, you know, for mm-hmm. Jimmy and that's even, you know, of course you had, a, when, you know, and I love Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. But Jimmy had it so bad, he didn't recognize anybody at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, look at all the... The ones that they found, you know, China, um, <clears throat> Tess back then. Um, how many guys, how many they found with that? I mean, it's it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, now, <clears throat> from what I hear, they wear uh, actually headgear up at the uh, WWE Developmental School up in Orlando now. 
Yeah. That that's all prevented. They don't have a problem with that. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a bad thing, you know. It's it, it's something that's it's going to grow a lot bigger yet. I mean, you know, it just um, you know, in our era, we we wrestled so many times. You know, we're doing at least three hundred twenty shows a year. People don't realize how much shows we're doing. Yeah, wow. That's and you're not getting any rest. Your body's not getting any rest. Your head's not getting any rest. Yeah, your head's not getting any rest, and it just builds up with time. It builds up with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what can people do, uh, like companies like the WWE and uh, you know Ring of Honor and, and New Japan and all these guys, like what can they do to prevent stuff like that? Like should they just maybe cut back the number of shows per year or, or what? Well, that could help. But also, um, you know, I'm going to put it this way. It's, it's almost like a catch-22. Mm-hmm. Um they're doing they're doing crazy stuff these days and all those. I mean, Ring of Honor. You watch the moves they do. It's got to be bigger, better, higher, crazier. Yeah. And that just leads to more injuries and head injuries. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I mean, maybe maybe vamp that down some. Not so much anymore. Keep it down. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, I know it's cool to them. It's cool to the people. But at the same time, a lot of these a lot of these guys get a lot of injuries from it and that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries. Yeah, you you gotta, know, it, it, it's a hard thing. It's sports. Listen, guys, sports is a hard thing. Football, you know, this, um, UFC's, UFC's going to start showing up in the future, coming up. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. A very hard thing. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that coach that just came out and was like, there's no proof, there's no evidence that football causes CTE? <laughs> and he was like, so I'm like, it says if you if you look up the definition of CTE, it says caused by athletics, caused by sports. There's absolutely no evidence. There isn't not oh, evidence. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's. And believe me, I, I I'm around some of the guys when I see them when I do get to go do uh, um, the autograph shows with them and that stuff. And you know, I see some guys that are suffering and have a very hard time in that stuff now. You know, they. They have a hard time getting around and just recognize anybody anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, like the the difference is like, and uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, way to look at it. But it's like the difference in what the the brain injuries now uh, versus brain injuries back then. Was brain injuries back then were also it seemed like there was more of a, a, a drug. You know, we make the next town. You don't want to jeopardize your spot. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not really yeah. the way it is anymore. If people are sick, they take time. Like uh, no, that that show they just had where like Roman Reigns was sick and Bray Wyatt was sick. They just yeah. switched stuff around. Yeah. And they came back when they were healthy. That's not a thing that they would have done well, back in your day. Yeah. Well, they're lucky now because you know they get these guys are getting nice big contracts now. Yeah. Something that we wish we could have. We didn't get we didn't get any contracts, guys. If you didn't work, you weren't paid. Right. Plain and simple. So you did whatever it took to get out there and work so you could make some money and provide for you and provide for your family back home. Mm-hmm. You did whatever it took. You didn't want anybody to take your spot. Now they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about it now because they're under contracts in that time. You get a, you get a, I mean, you know, yeah, I broke my finger now. Okay, we're going to give you a couple of days off. You'll get a finger and I'll heal. I mean, Wow. We go out with a crooked spine, you know, your 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 arm is out of joint, you know, your knees, you know, all swollen to heck, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 
your butt better get out there, kid, and we're going to get somebody else that's going to take your dang spot. Right. Very simple. That's the way it was. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I I don't remember if this you know, was... I, I, had, I, had a partial, I had a partial torn hamstring. Man, I had to get out. It was black all the way down from my from the back of my butt all the way down to my goddamn calf. It's black. Mm. Still had to get out there. Yeah. Still had to. I don't remember if it was... Uh, if it was uh, when it came, I think we had this conversation either with you or with Fred, where it was like, like, and then, and then, like, you medicate it, and then you're like a famous person, and people are just like, here, take this, here, take this, here, take this, and you just like, you just take to excess, and it, it makes it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the other problem, guys. Too, you know, back then, everybody wanted to be your friend. Right. And for them being your friend, they give you whatever you wanted, whatever you needed. <clears throat> Here, I want to be—I want to be your friend. Here, I'm going to take care. I'm going to give you whatever you need, as long as I'm your friend. Well, that's not a friend because right. right. they're hurting you in the long run, you know. But at that time, you know, we're we're young. We don't think about that. We just want to do whatever it takes to keep, you know, to keep out there for the people, you know, because we love the fans. Yeah, <clears throat> we love them, <clears throat> and we want to go ahead and you know give them a great show every single night. That's what we want to give back to the people. You know, today, you go to a Vince show, man, they got doctors back there. They got chiropractors back there. Mm-hmm. They got everything in the world back there. We had nothing. We had two road agents that did no diddly squat about any of that stuff. <laughs> so if you get to a town, you're sick, who are you going to go see? You don't know a doctor to go see. You don't know if they're a good doctor or a bad doctor. Mm-hmm. What chiropractor are you going to go see if, if, if your back is out, your neck is killing you, something's out? You don't know a good chiropractor, you know? You know nothing there. You know absolutely nothing. Yeah. So we had absolutely nothing. We actually get to the ring sometimes early and slam each other in the ring just to put our backs into place. Mm-hmm. Just so we kind of just jolt it back into place so we could actually perform. Mm. No, this isn't us practicing. This is a this is a medical maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a practice, a medical practice. Yeah, you got a bump to fix yourself. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, you know what? At least, at least out of all that bad stuff, at least some good stuff's coming out. At least, well, they care now. Mm, yeah. At least they go out there and care now. They provide for the guys, and that's why these guys are lasting longer. You know, they're, when they when they go out there, they can perform better because they're healed all the time. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to um to your career in the in the WWF, uh, you had a legendary feud with the British Bulldog. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. There's been a lot of talk uh, these past couple of years about people trying to get him into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I was wondering how important getting into the Hall of Fame is. Like, is it just like a, uh, like, oh, it's an honor type of thing? Is it something that you really strive for? Or is it like, hey, if it happens, it happens. If not, it's no big deal. I think for a lot of it, it's just if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, Davey should have been there years ago. Davey deserved it. There's no question. Yeah. Davey was an incredible wrestler. I mean, Davey was, you know, I love Davey. I really did. And I, I love working with Davey. Um, it's, you know, when you look at the Hall of Fame, look at, look at basketballs, look at footballs, look at baseballs. Do you see um, anybody in there that shouldn't be there? Say like, uh, you know, um, an actor. <laughs> um, a comic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, really? In a hall of, they put on the tights one time and automatically go to the Hall of Fame. They didn't. They didn't. Did they have to go out there and have any, you know, blood going everywhere? 
um, going on those road miles that we had to go and that's to try getting into the WWF. Mm-hmm. They have to go through the schooling like we had to, where you're so beat up every day, but yet you wanted to learn so bad, you would be there every single day. You know, you can hardly move sometimes because you wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of that stuff. So how do they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, especially our Hall of Fame? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, that's what makes baseball, football, and all theirs, you know, so big. Mm-hmm. Because that's a huge honor. That's a huge honor because they they left their blood on that field. They left it out there. It's also like there you know? are so many more players. There's so many more. Like, it's... It's it's a it's a different thing. There's seasons, and they can have so many more on a roster. Like and there's individual teams. The contracts that they have are like, like the WWE will never match those contracts because, like, they're owned by big franchises. So like I always I always imagine yeah. a world where the pro wrestlers get paid just like pro athletes get paid. But I know it's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll never. It's a great sport, you know, and I've, I've always loved it in that stuff, you know. But, you know, football, um, you know, baseball on a total different level. Yeah. Total different level. And it's like you really want to get into it? International soccer is even on a bigger level than both of those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's even bigger yet. Oh, yeah. Look what those guys get paid. Right. They make LeBron James look like a kindergartner getting paid, <laughs> but they get paid. It's amazing. I mean, they're getting what forty million dollars a year. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! That's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty you know, awesome. Thinking about like you know? thinking you hear that stuff making is making me think like how much there's so much out there. There's so much. The world is full of so many resources that you can have whatever you want. You can't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't limit yourself to go. Oh well, I'll never have that. Right. I'll never have that. You have you have to think like. Yeah, I, I, I can have whatever I want. I can have whatever I deserve, but don't be a jerk about it. Right. <laughs> be, be reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but it, well, it's, like, it's like this, man, guys. Y'all, we're all given an opportunity. That's what we're all given. We're all given an opportunity. And thank God in this country we have opportunity. Yeah. It's one of the only countries in the whole world that you have opportunity. You know, if you, if you dream of something and you really can try it and then you're good enough, and you're able to do it, that's a cool thing. Because most countries go around and travel around this world, you don't get that opportunity. Mm. That's very true. Uh, speaking of opportunities, you went from, uh, when, when you retired from wrestling, you went into uh, being a security guard and a, and a bodyguard. Um, you had pretty much, you, you had a pretty decent success with that as well, right? You, you, you got to uh, be a bodyguard for 50 Cent and Kimbo Slice? Yeah, they were... Uh... They're cool people, man. I mean, 50, listen, man, I mean, they always gave 50 a bad rap. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Curtis Curtis was a hard worker, man. Every every place you go, he would always think about work first, always. play. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't a guy that played around. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do drugs. He didn't drink. He tried, we all tried to work out when we could, when we got opportunity, you know, because we traveled so much. I mean, I thought I traveled a lot in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> we were, one day we were in, L.A., they said, okay, guys, four hours from now, we got to be in New York. <laughs> wow, okay, now we got to grab our bags. We're in New York. We land in New York. Oh, now we got to go down to uh, Jamaica. Okay, let's go down to Jamaica. Then Bahamas. Then back to uh, New York, right into a studio right away. And then right from there, um, we'd have to go overseas to Europe. I mean, it was nuts. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's, you know, but you know what? He realized at the time, 
it was his time, his opportunity to make that money. He was the hot thing. So he was doing everything in the world to make that happen. Hmm. Everything. You know, same as Kimball. Kimball was the same. Kimball was a, was a great man. He was a, a great dad, which I thought was awesome. Hmm. Great dad. And he also, when you would go there, and I'd, I'd watch him, and I'd him get ready for these shows, I would sit on the other side of the door with the door shut. I could hear him pop that bag through the goddamn door. That's how yeah. loud he could pop those bags. He, he had one of the hardest hits I've ever seen. That's why you see him knock so many people out. He hmm. could hit. Kimball could hit. If he only knew at the time how to be on the ground and learn the groundwork, he would have he been really, really good. But yeah. he was also the guy that started MMA on what it is now. Right. Yeah, YouTube and Brock Lesnar. You know, like he, he created yeah. a viral platform that yeah. no one else had touched yet. Yes, he did. And also, when he was the first one to get on CBS, they actually bring it national across the United States. That was Kimball. And then, uh, you know, and then uh, and then after that, of course, you know, Brock came on UFC where he beat, uh, I can't remember, the Brazilian guy. And after that, he did that big promo with that beer can in his hand. <laughs> and he did a little bit of wrestling. We put the promo wrestling in there mm-hmm. along with, with UFC, which was just awesome because it got, it got them – on ESPN, it got them on every show there was now. That's all everybody was talking was UFC after Brock did that. Yeah, well, that's all they were talking. Uh, what What do you you know like, get into that sort of thing? What do you think about like when like comparing Brock Lesnar going back and forth to UFC and like the the fact that it's creating that cool buzz and then the complete opposite of that is CM Punk. <laughs> and I wanted to see well, like your you thoughts on that. I, I, I think it's so cool what Brock has done. I mean, listen, Brock's an athlete. First of all, he's a, he's a heavyweight champion in WWE. Second of all, he actually made the Minnesota Vikings practice team, and he never played football. He made a national football team practice squad. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. And then, after that, not only does he do that, he goes to UFC and becomes the champion. Yeah. How many people in this world have done something like that? I, I sure don't know people like that. <laughs> I sure don't know anybody else. They might do two sports, but this guy's done three sports. <laughs> three of them. <clears throat> and he's, he's just, he's such a, he's such a good athlete. Then he go back to WDB, which, you know, he should build command whenever he wants. My God, he's a God over there. There's nobody <laughs> could touch him. If you, if you really want to go at it, Yeah, you know, there's nobody. And then he, I guarantee he's going back to you. He's going back to, to UFC. He will be the heavyweight champion again. Oh yeah. He will be. Cause right now their heavyweights are dead and Brock, Brings money, oh, yeah. dollar signs, mm-hmm. big time, dollar signs. I really thought they were. And see, the promise you made. I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead, Terry. Uh, go ahead. No, I was saying I really thought they were going to go in the direction of putting Brock against Bobby Lashley for like the, like for the title, and now uh, it's not happening, right? Is it? No, it's going to be Reigns again. Okay, at SummerSlam. You know what? Don't even don't even doubt to see Bobby Lashley go to the UFC. Also, <laughs> he might go there too. Right. I mean, I that's so. another tough guy. Bobby's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I've watched a lot of his matches and that stuff. And let me tell you, he's he's not only in great shape and looks great. He's fast. He's fast for a big guy. And he's just found his. You know, voice. very very incredible. He's just found his voice. Like he. Yep. He's never been as good as he is right now. I dig it. 
Yes, he's at his best right now. He's peaking right now. He's definitely peaking right now. And like you guys talking about, you know, see him. And, and see him, see him, I mean, unbelievable wrestler. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, but it, it's hard unless, I don't, I don't know if he didn't have the background in, to me, when you have become a good MMA fighter, you got to have that background. You have to have that jujitsu on the ground. You have to understand the jujitsu. Then you have to be a good wrestler because you have to be able to hold guys on the ground and ground and pound them. Yeah. Okay. If you don't know anything about wrestling, you're not going to hold guys on the ground. It ain't going to happen. They're going to get right back up. Right. Then when you get to your feet, you got to know that Muay Thai, when you get them against the side of the cage, you got to know that kicking into the certain areas, into the side of the uh, leg where it hits that vein and that stuff, those kind of things where it tires your legs out. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, of course, you know, um, and, and this is the only thing I believe that Brock, that that he lacks, is his punches. Um, I don't know if he doesn't have a trainer, a right trainer, teach him for boxing. Because... Um, He's a big, he's a heavyweight, mm-hmm. and he's going to move like a heavyweight. And he needs to learn from somebody how to do the punches and that stuff because on the ground, Brock is incredible. There's no one going to touch Brock on the ground. Right. He's too dang big and strong. You know, but, but on his feet, that's where he's had his issues, because mm-hmm. on his feet. And if he can learn the punching, get a pro that's a good pro and teach him how to box like a heavyweight, then I'll tell you what, Brock's got everything. Yeah. Brock has everything. Because the next guy he's going to fight, I think, is March coming up. He's good. He's a good boxer, and he's a very good wrestler also. Mm. He has both. Yeah, it's odd uh, seeing the uh, Brock show up in the UFC. It was almost a uh, a pro wrestling promo that we saw because he just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Down the champion. Is yeah, that- yeah. It was like it was like a big, uh, you know, almost, it was almost a run in during a promo <laughs> in in the middle of the UFC. Yeah, it was it was the last, it was the last fight. Right? It was the last fight, right? Yeah, last fight that uh, what's his name at uh, uh, Cormier? Cormier had the last fight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so it was a little weird. Scene. And, and, but that's what I say. But you know that's good because Brock. I knew Brock was going to go back there. And I'll tell you, another one's going to go back eventually. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, you think she's going to go back? Well, like I really, yes. she just oh, got put in the Hall of Fame. She's and too I- much. She's too much money to to UFC. Also, yeah. she's a money maker. That's true. All dollar bills around her. All dollar bills. Ronda Rousey comes back for a big match. Oh my gosh! Mm. Huge pay per view spies. Huge. So the opposite of that again. Do you think CM Punk would ever go back to wrestling? I would love if he did. I think he's much better. Yeah. And I think he'd be much more appreciated. And, uh, you know, because he can talk. Right. He can wrestle. And what he does is, is really cool stuff. I mean, I, you know, I enjoate it. I think, um, you I know, think... it's unfortunate. I just, I, I, he's, he's getting a little bit older now. Right. And as you get older, it's very hard to try to learn, go back all the way in time and learn that groundwork and try to come up. It's very hard. Now, I think that he kind of like opened the door for what this generation now is. And now I don't think they need him as much. Like now that they've got Kevin Owens and they've got other guys who can talk really well, um, it would be an asset. You know, it would definitely be a money maker for the company and for him. But I don't know if he'll ever go back. Well, like I say, you know, he's. You gotta remember though, he's got a lot of experience there too. Also, he could teach a lot of those guys, the younger guys. He could teach them a lot. 
Right, yeah. A lot. Didn't even think of that aspect. It's always nice to have somebody that's been around for a while that understands the business in and out that's done it all that can help that young generation coming up. Because that's your job when you get older is to help the young guys coming up because you know your time's coming, but I can help these guys coming up so when I'm gone, they can produce. Yeah, that's what Nick Burke should be doing. Damn yeah. right. Damn right. <laughs> Pay me a lot of money to produce people. <laughs> I'll do it. Damn. <laughs> so, Warler, I was wondering. What? Okay, WWF is always like uh, messed up people's like outfits and characters. Did Vince ever try to give you a stupid outfit to wear or another character to do that you just looked at it and you said, no. And if he did, can you explain this to us? <laughs> no, he did not. Thank God he did. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping. He, 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 actually, <laughs> he actually came to me with that, uh, with the, uh, the mask and all, which I thought was a real cool gimmick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great to have in that stuff, you know. In fact, I have it all put away in a suitcase now that it's going to go to my kids. Uh-huh. Down the road and that stuff. I don't want it touched. I don't want anything. I don't want any marks on it. <laughs> Going to them and they can do whatever they want. You know, you when, when it's there. You know? Yeah, when but, they put uh, when they put you in the Hall of Fame, you gotta you gotta make sure you put that on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it, it was cool. I, I know he's done it to a lot of guys. I mean, the best one he ever did. I think this was probably the best one. Was Dusty Rhodes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It he gave Dusty that outfit with the yellow polka dots. <laughs> Like he was in a circus. <laughs> Problem was, he didn't realize Dusty had such great charisma. Yeah. So incredible charisma that Dusty had. You know, he was a working man's man mm-hmm. that he got over. Still got over. Yeah, he made it work. And then he gave him, um, what's her name? He gave, what's her name as a manager? Sapphire. The woman manager. And he still got even over even more. Yeah. <laughs> even more he got over. And, and that just that I know that bug Vince. I know that he was awake at nighttime trying to figure out how did he do this to me. I know that because Dusty Dusty was incredible. But what he did, I just looked and I said, "Wow, this is this is cool," you know. And like I say, I also think the coolest gimmick that there ever was in WWF, no question about Undertaker. Oh yeah, best there ever was. That's another no thing. question. Yeah, hands that- down, best gimmick, best gimmick I've ever seen. That's another one of those, um, like you were talking about Hogan with the, the the big moment, the goosebumps ripping off the shirt. That's another one with the Undertaker's oh, yeah. gimmick, his entrance as soon as the, the like Dude. I, I, oh yeah, <laughs> like, think about the first Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels, like watching him watch him enter. Oh I was yeah, like well, I get goosebumps now thinking about <laughs> watching him watch him enter. Yeah, like that's uh, that's a moment. I, I I was there in nineteen I was there in nineteen ninety when he came out, and I just I said, wow, this yeah. is. <laughs> This is an awesome gimmick. And he came up Paul Bear, and Paul Bear was, oh, just perfect with that thing swinging. Wow, this is this is awesome. And if he did go down, Paul said he would just sit up really slow and just sit there. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool, man. Rick, this is cool. Can you do this a Paul awesome. Bear impression? Uh, probably not. I'm not I don't know. It's like, ooh, I can't, I can't get my voice to go oh, as high as Paul did. There you go. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Is that it? That's about the pitch. That's I, we treat Rick like a human uh, impressions jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're always trying to get me to I'll do tell you, I'll tell you the one that could do all. I'll tell you the one that could do every impression is Brother Love. 
He could do everybody's yeah. impression. Yeah, I've heard. He's great at it. Yeah, great. Yeah. I used to love um, watching. A, that was, I think it was. That was another cool thing. That was another awesome. That's something they miss now. That they don't have those kind of things anymore. You know, the Piper's Pit, which yeah. I loved. Roddy, Roddy was incredible. Oh my God, yeah. Um, you know, the brother love thing. <laughs> um, you had those things, those those gimmicks out there, and they were so awesome, bro. He would come out there, I love you, <laughs> and just the people just like, oh, and it just it was great. It was so cool. Yeah, so cool back then. <laughs> I think that's my favorite era of wrestling ever. It's like late '80s, early '90s wrestling. That's when yes. you, it, it was like the, just the, just the look of it. I think was better. You had the bigger guys, but you also had like the brighter colors and the the better gimmicks. Yeah. Like the gimmick, like everyone had a gimmick that fit them. You know, you what, know what I mean? What I miss from that era the most. What's that? The red, white, and blue ropes. <laughs> Why'd they take that away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah, you're like yeah, the red, white, and blue rope back then. Yeah, oh. they did. Speaking of um of managers and all that, uh, you've had two pretty famous managers with Mr. Fuji and Slick. Um, how would you compare the two? Because they were both great. Yeah, well, they're they're, they're, they're different people. Um, Fuji was incredible. Fuji <laughs> had incredible mind. Fuji had an incredible mind in the business. Mm-hmm. Incredible mind. He knows so much about the business, in and out. I mean, he he showed me and and told me and helped me on so many different things to understand the business. It really was nice to have him. Um, but you didn't want to be on his bad side. No, he would. He, he was uh, infamous <laughs> if you're for his bad, ribs. If you're, if you're like, yeah, yeah. If you're on his bad side. You better lock your door and keep one eye open at nighttime. He's going to figure a way to get in there and get you. <laughs> and he will get you one way or another. <laughs> if he don't like you, yeah, you def- you're screwed. You're yeah. done. He's going to get you sooner or later. May, What's one of the worst things he's done? Gonna do and just get it done. What was one of the worst things he's done oh, to somebody? God, I can't say I can't say on the radio. Okay. <laughs> okay, what's one of the worst things that you can say on the radio? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He's he's done so many things, guys. So many, oh. you know. I mean, so many. That's just Fuji, right? That's just Fuji. I've heard. You I've know, heard the kind of person that he loved. Sorry, go ahead. If he liked you, he loved you, and that's why I always said about Andre too. If Andre liked you, he loved you. If he didn't, run as fast <laughs> as you could. You know. I've heard a lot of stories. But, you know, about... back to Slick now. Sorry, go ahead. You know, coming back to Slick, you know, Slick was Slick was one of the best talkers. I I don't know, besides maybe Jimmy Cornette. Yeah. Um, Slick was maybe the best talker was he could talk. I mean, he's a preacher. Yeah. He's a preacher. He can preach. And he can talk. Slick can talk. And Slick was a he was a smart he was a smart person, man. He was a smart person. He knew his place and he was good at what he did. He was very good at what he did. Hmm. Um, going back to real quick, one more question before we got to let you go. Uh, going back to the, uh, the bodyguarding thing, you said you used to, uh, run the door, like, like guard the door for Kimbo slice. Did they ever call you the door Lord? <laughs> no, no, I, I thought that no, would have been a great nickname for you. Can I hire you to be my bodyguard for like a week and just have you sit at my door? I'm going to call you that. Okay. <laughs> Twelve yeah. fifty an hour. No, listen, guys. Three hours a day. That was the yeah. go home question. Too. <laughs> uh. 
Kimmel, Kimmel was a great guy, very nice man, man. He was a good, good-hearted person. That's so it. Was just sad what happened to him in the end, and that's. But you know, I knew, same as other guys knew after his fight, he had that first fight on CBS. He had in Newark. When after that fight, he collapsed. That we had to go to the back. He had a. We found out two hours later he had a weak heart. Uh. So he had a, he had been fighting with a weak heart all those times, and um, I think just in the end the heart finally just gave out. Hmm. It just gave out on him, you know. But he had he, that was the first time we found out he had a weak heart was that Newark fight. Hmm. Sad stories, man. I mean, it it sounds like he was a really good guy. He was uh, oh. very good person. I think his, I think his son is trying to come up and doing some stuff. I think he's trying now. Oh, really? His uh, oldest son. Huh. Yeah. Looks just like him. Got the big beard. Everything else looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do your do your kids have any uh, kind of uh, inspiration to get into the ring at all? I won't let them. No, <laughs> I no, I don't want them. No. That's probably smart. Uh, my my old, my old my oldest my oldest son he um he's he's married, got kids now, and he's he's got it made. He's he's he works for uh, his grandpa's got a farm, a couple farms, and he's probably gonna inherit those things. So he's got it made. Um, my youngest son, he's too small. <laughs> he's skin and bones. I don't know. I guess I didn't give him the protein or whatever. I don't know. And then, uh, then I got, I don't know. Then I got a grandson here that I'm raising right now that's eight years old. Now, he's the one I worry about the most. He's the one that he'll try everything, man. Uh-oh. I'm sort of trying to relax, and he'll go, Papa. He'll come across the room, and he'll just lay one on me. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> this Are you selling for him? Over the land on me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He just tries to what time I, I remember I went to do a match, and all I did is, is go around the ring. I was just standing there on the side, and all these people were on the ring, and I, looked, I turned around. He's right behind me. <laughs> he followed me all the way around the whole ring and was standing right behind me because he wanted to make sure that no one was going to hurt me. Hmm. What a good kid! Hey, I mean, he's, a good just, kid. he's he's the uh, he's the new door lord. Uh, yeah, he's your bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no. Like I say, guys, he's the one I worry about. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of cool stories, man. You ever think about putting a book out or anything like that? Someday, guys. When I'm all done doing everything, because right now, I uh, I also do security at a at a strip club down here. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I yeah. can tell a million and a half stories. <laughs> All right, quick. There's tell us the best one. <laughs> <laughs> there's some very serious stories there, too. So, I there's a you, lot of stories, guys. A I lot. bet you if you had your own podcast, people would really tune in to listen to all those stories. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you've ever considered it, now might be the time. Yeah. Because, you know... Launch a practice. Right. Tell us a story. <laughs> practice by telling us a story on this podcast. So a stripper came in and... <laughs> well, you know, like I say, man, I'm, I'm just glad people appreciate all this stuff. You know, all the hard work that we had to do in the ring and everything else. And and uh, when I, you know, when, when Barb and me still get together, we're, we're the only tag team from our generation still doing it. We can still get in a ring, look good, and perform well, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, now it's nice because we can give a lot of it back to the people by meeting them now, talking to them and that stuff, you know, they actually get to meet you and talk to you as a real person now, right. not as a wrestler. And it's nice giving back now to the sport that gave a lot to us. Hmm. Very, very cool, man. All right, do you have anything to uh, to plug before we let you go? Are you going to be anywhere? Any appearances or anything like that? 
Um, I got a bunch um, starting the end of next month. I just, I don't remember where they're at. I let Barb do all the booking. <laughs> he just calls me up. And this, this is the way my partner talks to you. Daddy. He goes, we've got to be here. He's he talking, of course, you know. Yeah. So people don't understand what he says. Everybody's got to call me to ask me what my partner says. <laughs> no one understands what he's talking about. He's got those half sentences where you don't understand. I've been around for 30 years. I understand everything he says. Everybody else just stares at me. <laughs> so, you got to be a yeah, translator. That's, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the translator. <laughs> that's why I do all the podcasts. I do everything. Because Barb, people just said they won't understand a word Barb will say. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully next time you're up in the South Jersey, Philly area, you can come in the studio and hang out with us. That would be awesome. If both of you come in, okay, you can translate cool. for Barb if you want. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That's cool, guys. Cool. All right. That'd be cool. Thanks a lot, man. Everybody give it up for the Warlord. Woo! Terry, thank you so much for calling in, really, man. Really, really appreciate you calling, man. It's awesome. Thanks so much. You bet, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. That was cool as hell. I thought he was going to be like, hear that ambulance? I got to go. <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah, like eight minutes in. Yeah, it's about eight minutes. We're out of here. <laughs> no, he can talk, man. Yeah, man. I was, I was, uh, I, that was a pleasant surprise. I really thought it was going to be like a one-word uh, one answer type of thing. Dude, Burke gave me the, the dirtiest look and whispered the crappiest thing to me. <laughs> was it the when you're I, late thing? When I, yeah, when I came, when I came in, when I came in, I and, I was like, in your face. and I was like, I was like, Animal broke you in, right? And he's like, I already covered it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, you late jerk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need bullying. <laughs> I saw that look on your face after you said, Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean it. <laughs> And then you looked at me, and I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. <laughs> Burke the jerk. <laughs> Nick Burke the big jerk. All right. <laughs> so uh, while we while we still have some time, Burke, talk about your surgery. Man. Yeah, man, oh. you had the uh, the arm surgery. Yeah, so this is what really sucks about it. I wanted to be like high for a good like you know minute or two before they put before like they knocked me out right well stupid me asks a million questions so then i'm i'm chatty kathy and then they're like all right we're gonna give you the um the anesthesia now and lady's like oh two and two and whatever that means no two and four and she's like you sure two and four like that's like the like the apparently four is a lot yeah and um I said, two and four? What does that mean? And that's all I remember. Oh, wow. That's the last thing. It's like when you're about to take off on a roller coaster, they're like, all clear, dispatch. <laughs> two and four? Let me know, clear, dispatch. <laughs> Cosby used to have that joke when uh, when he, uh, back before, you know, everything. Uh, he used to have that the joke of uh, them putting you under, and he was like, "All right, they're, the doctor's always like count backwards oh, from a hundred. Bill Cosby had a joke about putting you to sleep. He did. Oh, oh boy, I wasn't going to go, go back there. and listen to that. And I was trying to see how around it holds that. Up. I know it's just the the matter, the manner. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I was trying. To, I was trying to figure out a way yeah, that to, it wouldn't sound about, like I was going like, there. Oh, this one comic who I can't remember used to do this joke about. That's what I should have said. Should have said that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> This one comic guy. This one comic. I don't remember who he was. I don't know. Some dude from the 80s. Dude, so after, after, like, I woke up and, um, you know, I like, they give you this nerve block. So you can't even feel your uh, your side of whichever they did it on. And mine was the right side. So I couldn't feel my arm for a good, like, 
two days. Here's the weird part. Every time I went to go do something and, you know, I was walking around, my arm's in a sling and like I would bend down to go grab something with the other hand, obviously. And like this one's just like flopping around the, the surgery side. Mm-hmm. It felt like I had one of those like fake arms from like the Halloween store. Like in me, it was the weirdest thing. It was just all flopping around. And then finally, when I got like my the um the stuff back, the uh, the feeling back, mm-hmm. like it was hurting a little bit, and I was on pain meds for like about five days. Like I, I didn't need it the fifth day, but they always said like, oh, take it before the pain hits. So like that day. I didn't think I needed it, so I only took one pill that day, mm. and I was kind of happy that that's all I had to do. Well, yeah. And, well, I mean, were you like tiptoeing around the whole pill yeah, thing? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. I, I did. I did exactly as the doctor said, and even tried to spread out a little bit more. Um, it was supposed to be ten milligrams every six hours, so there was times I did ten milligrams every seven, or mm. like whenever, like I. Like felt that like it, it was okay, and I and like I wanted to wean down to five, but I just I did one one day I did a five milligram mm-hmm. pill, and I and I just didn't need it, and I was fine. So did so did you tear your pec? What, yeah, what? tore my pec. It was on. Uh, they thought they were going to need to use a an Achilles tendon as a um uh the, as a cadaver thing for to, to, to uh, i was gonna say whose they were gonna take it out of your leg no, and put it in else, your arm yeah somebody else's I, I and and i did ask like when he he said yeah we have it there i was like wait is he a really strong guy you know? <laughs> and um he's like everybody asked that i thought i was gonna be original now unfortunately you, now you you could have said something really wrestling you were like oh you're gonna put achilles thing in there oh so i'm like a heel so yeah, so they but they didn't need it. The tear wasn't. Um, they still could grab whatever it is that goes into the shoulder. There was still enough of that, and it was still like um, whatever stretchy enough for elastic, them. Elastic, yeah, elasticity. Yeah, enough elasticity. The elasticity of yeah, cause, a city. Because I, I let this thing, um, I let this thing go from was it October or November mm-hmm. until until two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I, I let it go a long time, so they didn't know what kind of shape it would be. And so, right. mm. But they put it together, and he thinks it's going to be fine. It's supposed to be in the sling now. Obviously, it's not. I'm not listening to the doctor's orders. Uh, I hope that everything's going to be fine. I was telling... Rick? I, is it Rick or Rich? Rick. Um, I don't know which one I'm supposed to call you now. Like, wait, I called him Rich back in the day, so now it's Rick. Okay, so <laughs> I have to go through that. I just like confusing everyone and changing my name slightly. So I said that uh, I'm hoping that my arm like doesn't get like partial use because I'm I'm not following the doctor's orders, mm-hmm. but. I was assured by Rick <laughs> that you know, who's also a doctor in, in his own right. That's right. That Dr. I should Trump. be fine. <laughs> so, I was. I, I did play a doctor on TV. So well, that's good enough. I was Doctor Chung in Chikara, so that counts. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, it should be fine. I mean, as long as you don't go nuts with it and start, you know, oh, I'm going to start bench pressing again. You know, yeah. uh, it it should be okay. Like, just you know, take it easy. But I wouldn't worry about. You know, loading it. I mean, that's just my medical opinion. Yeah. You well, maybe you can start bench pressing. <laughs> Corey Castle's medical opinion, who has also played Dr. Chung. <laughs> but I was only the doctor of Chungonomics, not real medical. <laughs> oh, man, I hope you uh, I hope you have a full recovery. What do you go back in a month? Yeah, I go back in a month so he can tell me I can start physical therapy. And I need to. Yeah. Because I, here's the thing. Um, also, my chest just went like... That day, 
Like everything went away. Right. My chest, my traps went down, everything. I'm so mad. Mm. So it's like mm. I need to go and start lifting again. Like I mm. got to get this this muscle back. I I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you're melting, I Nick. I can't, <laughs> Nick, you're melting. I'm going to uh, start doing cardio. I'm, I'm going to try tomorrow, but I have to do it like with. I have to press my hand against my chest and. That's run what that I do way. when I'm driving. I put my my left hand. You, like you, you do. Uh, I don't pres- know why. Pres- I do you, yeah, I don't know why <laughs> I do that. I just put my hand on my. I put my right hand on my chest. Yeah. I have no idea why I do that. It's just something I always do. Thank America for the opportunity to drive. I have the right to drive a car. It is a privilege to live in this country. That's I, I actually drive. I actually drive a, a truck with a plow on it, and I say, yeah. "I'm plow to be an American." <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thanks. I like that one. <laughs> Oh man, there's so much stuff I want to talk about. And we don't have time. That's, yeah, I got a that, that, that guy got fired. Warlord. Okay, so the guy who does the um, Russian or the um, the Nazi gimmick, he got fired. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> James Ellsworth, like that whole stuff, that's an angle, right? Nope, he I got fired too. James Ellsworth and the Nazi guy both got fired from their real jobs. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be your new gimmick whenever you come in here. Uh, you're okay, just going to rapid fire the news out real quick. And then, okay, good night. <laughs> did, did, did you, saw, you saw what Nick, I, I sent him what you texted me this morning. You're like, I'll give you all the news about wrestling yeah. that's going on right now. That's why I'm going to be at the podcast tonight. Guess me when the last time I watched wrestling was. Uh, when was the last time I watched wrestling? Over a month ago. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. And James Ellsworth, oh, he came back? I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I didn't know it because I did. I, I, I during before I got my surgery when I was doing cardio, I did watch the um whatever the extreme ladder, rules. Yeah, extreme rules. Thing. Yeah, the ladder, the back. ladder thing. I had a ladder. Was money in the bank? <laughs> was it money in the bank? Or oh, we're, 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 did you go back, back that far? <laughs> Is it? Well, I think it was money in the bank. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, so, so that's two paper reviews behind. <laughs> Whichever one he came back is the one that where he was dressed up as a. What's her face? Uh, Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Oscar. Yeah. That yes. was like the night after. Oscar. No, it was the same night. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. They should do a thing like like where they say something and then they just have Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the girl who is taking over the WWE? Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> they, should, they should do a thing where, uh, uh, oh, you don't know? You better ask Oscar. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar. 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 Will oh, I live man. to be a thousand and one? I don't know. Oscar. <laughs> so make her like a magic eight ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's going to be a gimmick. I'll come not clear. <laughs> Ask again. Corey, do you got anything to plug real quick? Um, yeah, man. Um, I just did. Uh, I just did Louis J. Gomez's podcast, Real Ass Podcast, number episode number two eighty one. It's on YouTube now. It was it was a really cool time. It was a really cool podcast. They uh, they named the podcast episode after me because I'm so punny. They called it the Pundertaker. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and <It's> fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, it was it was a, it was a fun experience. And uh, I just did a, a podcast last night with Lou Marconi, who I'm gonna have him call in here. He's an old like WWF job guy. Oh yeah. And it, dude, he, he was it was a really cool interview, and it was a he was a nice guy, and it was it was it was interesting. So. I hope Go that 
up a lot of doors for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with some some comedians tomorrow. We're we'll doing another podcast, Ooh. and I might hang out with Sozio tomorrow. Nice. Ooh. So we'll see what's going on. Tell him not to bring his jerk kid. But my, Jesus. My, my podcast is on Spotify now, so you can check out every episode. There's 91 episodes on 91. Spotify. Nice. Nice. So you can nice. check out the episode that has Rick Connor on it. That's right. You can check Rick. out the episode that has Nick Burke on it. I think I want to come back and do another one. Why haven't you told me that before? <laughs> I just thought of it in the shower the other day. In the shower. In the shower. <laughs> nice to know that I'm running through people's mind while they're showering. You have no clue why. And I'm not going to tell you. Because I was taking a pee-pee in the shower That's right. and I was thinking of you. That's right. Real quick, I want to fire off uh, the plugs I usually do. Go to uh, teespring.com slash store slash wrestle dash rock. Check out our merch. Uh, we got t-shirts and socks and cell phone cases and all kinds of stuff up there. Each design is connected to a great charity, so anytime you buy anything from the store, you're donating to charity, so it's very, very cool. Go to my YouTube page, tinyurl.com slash YouTube Rick Connor, R-I-C-K-C-O-N-N-O-R. And you can check out a bunch of matches that I put up there. Just put up three DCW matches. Corey Castle's on there, so that's gonna be pretty cool. You can that check that out. That was a fun match. I liked, I liked Corey it. Castle and Swayze, man. Pretty sweet. Um, one more shout out I want to give to uh, my buddy Max Walker. Max Walker graduated with uh, uh, at CSB when I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcast, and he he uh, he graduated with me, mm-hmm. and he just got his own show on WMMR. He's going to be doing. The, uh, the, the, I guess, like the graveyard shift Monday nights. It's going to be midnight to five. So you get to hear my buddy Max Walker. So congrats to him, man. Super proud of him. He's doing a great job. I just, I just want to say one more thing, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, anybody listening, if this is your first time ever listening to Wrestle Rock, go back and listen to the 166 other episodes we have. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell us what you think. Uh, if, you know, if you want to hear, uh, Episodes with uh, I think we had uh, we had some pretty big guests on. Oh yeah, so. Jerry Lawler, James Ellsworth, yeah, Deanna so, Perrazzo, Danny Cage. Oh, so subscribe or Listen whatever. Listen to the Lanny Poffo and, episodes. And De- Deanna Perrazzo's in, in WWE now. She's yeah, going to be in the NXT. Young Classic. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> come come check us out. You know, follow us and uh, keep up with everything. You know, follow follow the Wrestle Rock on Twitter and on uh, Facebook. Like us and subscribe to our mm-hmm. uh, our Instagram. Yeah. Wrestle Wrestle Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, I've been there's been uh, some funny stuff that have that I've been posted on the Instagram. Yeah, so go check out some wrestling related humor <laughs> on, the, on the Wrestle Rock Instagram page. Burke, thank you so much for coming in, man. You got anything before we go? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, he'll be on my podcast very soon. <laughs> yes, that'll uh, do it for this episode of Wrestle Rock. I'm Rick Connor. I'm Corey Castle. And let's take it out like we always do with Mr. Nick Burke. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday.